0: Welcome to another figure week, hard surface week, organic week. everyone. My name is Ahmed Aldouri. I'm a concept artist and former instructor at Art Center College of Design, Brainstorm, CCS, CGMA, and various other places. And I would like to introduce to you this digital painting course that I've created. But before we get into anything, I just want to thank you for the support you've all given me this whole time. And with the support of so many of you, I've been able to put together everything I know about painting into this digital painting course. You want to be, become a pro, illustrator, concept artist, or even just a hobbyist, but you don't have a clear map to get there, and that's where I come in. I spent the last six months compiling everything I know from my 20 years of art practice, and I've turned it all into a map, starting with foundations such as rendering shapes, color theory, painting basic subjects, understanding brushwork, brush economy, all that fun stuff, deconstructing the skull, drawing it from every angle, all the way to master studies, stylized painting, and you'll find yourself at the end of the course doing a concept art project based on everything that we learn in the first 14 lessons. So how does it work? Well, you sign up, you watch the lectures, do the assignments, Post them to the community page if you want and treat it as a self-study, except for those of you who have signed up for the weekly meeting where I personally critique your work in a virtual classroom setting. I believe learning by repetition is super important. That's what I've sort of presented a lot in this course and the assignments are tailored for that as adapted from my time teaching at Art Center. And each of these lessons have step-by-step explanations in real time. If you've ever seen my videos, you know exactly how I teach. And this course is intended to be a substitute for a college level course like you don't have to pay the four or $5,000 per class, racking up maybe two hundred k in debt. With my custom design course, you'd be paying a fraction of that. And of course, I also have payment plan options if you don't want to pay for the whole thing at once. Thank you for watching this, and I'll see you soon.
1: guys and welcome back to another episode of digital art cast um thanks for joining me again um once of all as we talk about uh in these episodes um i hope whatever's going on in the world you guys are staying safe and of course um hoping that the the podcast is uh your kind of escape or relaxing time that you can drift away and and listen to us chat about art and everything related to it um and it kind of helps you get through the, the day the week the month whatever's whatever's bothering you at the moment. Uh, So yeah, uh, again, another amazing episode. Um, One of these ones that we've had recently where uh, we have returning guests. So people who have been on before previously and came back uh, a second time round to talk about art and what they've been up to since we've seen them last. Um, And today's guest was very special indeed uh, to me personally because he was one of the first guests we ever had on Digital Artcast. Um, When I started the, the podcast back in 2015, 2016, Going to my first few events in London, um, this guest was a speaker there at the time that uh, we kind of got in, in, in contact with at the time, and then asked if they would come on, and they were very generous with their time. So yeah, it, it's great to have returning guests, um, especially ones that have a history with the podcast. Um, so today uh, we have on uh, Mr. Marek Majer. Hey, Marek, how's it going? Hey, 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 I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, awesome. Thank awesome. you for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm glad to have you back. It's. Uh, it's round two with us. Um, like I said, the last time you spoke uh, on the podcast, you had just finished um, a major title as well that you were yeah. you were talking about in London, at industry workshops, um, and then again you have just finished another one, uh, and now you're back out to the world again. So uh, for anybody who doesn't know you, uh, can you tell us who you are and what you do currently?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm primarily a concept artist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if people are like using that that thing. If like senior, like principal, lead, right. like uh, I don't necessarily like like that like kind of like label labeling me myself or like right. uh, because you know I even though I primarily do concept art, I also do illustration mm-hmm. and some other stuff from time to time. So right. Uh, for the past 10 years i was working as a like senior concept artist like uh, principal concept artist Mm -hmm. at city project red that's actually changed recently uh, because now i just started basically last month uh, at new studio which is called uh, people can fly cool Uh, the games that people can recognize them uh, from are like bullet storm by uh, painkiller and recently was outriders mm-hmm. uh, so right now i'm working with them but uh as i mentioned like people primarily might know me from my work on Witcher, uh, like basically Witcher 3 with expansion packs gwent and cyberpunk, cyberpunk.
1: 2077. Yep. yeah i mean cyberpunk's obviously been a big thing as well and Witcher even back then was uh, when you guys were talking about it in London um, was huge as well because you know Witcher 3 kind of took over the world at one point as well but um, yeah you've been in some big projects man it's it's been impressive yeah
2: but that's the thing it's like uh, you know Uh, Witcher 3 was
1: like just so
2: like it, it was a surprise for many people how what was the reception of the of the project like because right. obviously everybody was excited to work on that project everybody was doing their best but that mm-hmm. the outcome just like like mine was mind blowing for everybody I guess like uh and then like for for the comparison like with the the cyberpunk 2077 like you just like would think that everybody everything would go as planned every everything would be great Like, I still think that, like, in terms of, like, visuals and the stuff that, like, I was personally working on, people actually uh, enjoying the game and they they like uh, what was the outcome. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, uh, even with the best team, like, you, you might end up with something that was, like, not
1: necessarily what we would imagine at the beginning. Yeah. I think the the project Cyberpunk itself was extremely well executed in the sense that the art direction was incredible, and I think the world you built was fantastic. I think it's just the fact that, unfortunately, you know, it it, it, it seemed like at the end it was kind of rushed out, and and there was things that weren't a hundred percent. And I mean, it is what it is. you know, I don't want to dive too much into that because obviously you can't hold too much yeah, responsibility so. to that. You weren't in charge. You weren't really yeah, headlining that. But I think, like you said, the art. Was the thing that um, was definitely well, well executed on? I think the world you built and the, the visual style was very successful. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like you know, when when you're working on a, like a big, big
2: project, like it's you know, uh, as an as an artist, especially, uh, even though like you might like have some impact on the, uh, on like the elements in the game, mm-hmm. like uh, you barely. Uh, like how to how to describe it like mm-hmm. y- you might have like some input to like where the, the game uh, might go in terms of like certain things right but overall like you have like so many people that have like impact on the on the project that uh you know even though i might feel kind of like responsible for the failure of the game even though you know it was like just uh like Okay, maybe when I'm you just... were
1: the game director, you weren't really making those yeah. high-level decisions that were. Yeah, but like the, the, the 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 project in
2: the end is like the mixture of like everybody in the team,
1: like mm. Mm.
2: actually working together. Like you might have like the best people in the world, but they if they, they will not work good as a team like you right. might also end up with a project that might be not satisfying like because if you have like everybody would like to go in like different direction with the, the stuff that they are working uh, mm. with what they are doing for the project then you know
1: uh, then- i think it was very ambitious as well what you guys were building it was it was a, a big reach to think about how much you were trying to accomplish in such a short span of time and uh you know, there's been a couple of games over the last couple of years that have maybe fallen to that as well. I mean, like the one I think of off the top of my head is Anthem that EA was putting out at one point, and that kind of, in a sense, kind of suffered the same fate in the fact that they were trying to build such a massive world and a huge, you know, lore behind it. But you know, the team maybe struggled at times because, like you said, it was all the cogs weren't turning correctly and things weren't getting done on time. And yeah,
2: yeah I don't cool. necessarily know what was like happening with the anthem like i just like i, I saw maybe one article about about, about the oh, sorry about the project but uh you know like uh, every single like even though you have like the same company like sometimes uh you might have like different people in different positions like something might change and the whole dynamics of the the project and uh, the team the, the, the yeah. actually might might just change a bit mm-hmm. uh, so yeah.
1: it's it's hard to judge and then I mean, I think it's great now, th- the fact that we've come to present day and we look at Cyberpunk now and with the new patch that came out recently, like the game has kind of redeemed itself where, you know, everything that they kind of promised or a lot of things that were initially bad have kind of now been fixed and things are running a bit smoother and the game's kind of up and running to a, a, a stage where it's it's very playable, it's very good. A lot of people are now saying it's it's great to dive back in, um, but it then took them that last year to really... Push over
2: yeah, that I, I can. I can also like see uh, that, like in especially recent months, like the perception of the game actually changed. Like, yeah, maybe not on like the you know the the most popular like game outlets. Like they they like there you can still find people just like uh, oh, yeah. complaining about the game, not even like and then admitting that they didn't even like play it. Yeah, that yeah. that was <laughs> that was like crazy. The amount of like comments, uh, like basically saying bad stuff about the game and then admitting that they didn't even play the game. That oh, yeah, yeah. It's, like, crazy. crazy. But, you know, friend, like... Yeah.
1: yeah. I was just going to say, I had a friend like that, like, exactly the same He was like, oh, you know, Cyberpunk trash, blah, blah. I said, No, have you played it? And he's like, nah, I never bothered by it. And I was like, oh, no, yeah, you know. But, you know, <laughs> also, like, after Cyberpunk, my approach to, like,
2: reading the information about the, the, the project that I'm working on actually changed because, you know, uh, during The Witcher 3... Uh, and after the Witcher 3 like I was reading almost everything that I could find like right. in the production of, of Cyberpunk that was the, the same thing but after the release there was like so much stuff that like, yeah. was just uh, straightforward like negative uh, and yeah. then I was even checking the Google ana- Analytics and then uh, <laughs> it was just like if you wanted to have like some views on YouTube it, you just like you just posting Made like a video. some video yeah. about like Cyberpunk, like complaining yeah. about it, and then you know, like pe- people are like, and I know, I know that actually, uh it's kind of like a mm-hmm. uh, reading or watching like negative stuff is like so in some some way like addictive. Like you know, like you watch one thing and then for like for some reason you just like 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 reaching for another one and then yeah. another one and it's like yeah, and then with that stuff like I reached like this. This point when I was like, okay, that that's enough, and then I like kind of learn how to not care that much. Like you know, yeah. don't don't get me wrong. I still, if somebody has like some constructive criticism, I I will read it and I will uh, I will you know try if like that's something uh, around my field. Like I will try yeah. to apply it or share it with. That's something from the gameplay side. I will like that with people. Of yeah, uh, that are from from the gameplay, and then like yeah. looking what was the reception, and then what
1: people like think. Mm.
2: But you
1: know, I think it's hard to switch your brain off and not feel anything. You know, when you spent what was probably forty five years of your life yeah. on something, it's you know, especially I think because people in the studio probably were super hyped about it, and you know, were excited to get it out. And you know, when it released, and there was the whole backlash. You know it almost would be like you know the studio atmosphere would be really somber and people would be like oh shit and you know what do we do now and um i mean it's, it's hard to talk about that because you only touched one piece of it you know it's like you know um it's hard to, to you know really take on the view like what you thought the studio was thinking at the time but then was it a thing once it was released you guys felt bad or or kind of like you felt that like you had done something wrong even though you hadn't you know what i mean like- I, I
2: think i think like lots of people are like, just mainly disappointed like you mm. know because uh you know when you're working on a game like it's not like everybody has like a full picture of like where the the game is actually the direction you know? yeah and then even uh, you know like like i don't know what i like
1: it's It's hard because there's so many moving pieces i think right you can only see your part
2: like not not only because like i I actually with the uh with cyberpunk i actually i was helping with like checking out some visual stuff uh, right uh, reporting bugs and and that kind of stuff you know like as a concept artist at the end of the project like there is not much that you are actually doing
1: right Except of like some, done.
2: like yeah. uh, you know, like helping with some some additional stuff, you know, yeah. or like you're already working on something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that there is the, the, this thing that like you, like you, you kind of like sometimes have this situation where you talk with somebody and then like just like somebody's comparing it to the previous project and then Mm. like telling you that like you should be uh you know you should you shouldn't worry because it worked out like the last time and then yeah
1: yeah Yeah. it doesn't really always work like that yeah it's uh, i mean that was the thing with uh with anthem we were just talking about and i I know from from what i've read i don't know any personally at the studio but i mean I, i do i know two people but again i've not talked to them in depth about what happened but from what i saw article wise the idea was that they thought they would just push it out as it was done and then patch it as it went. But then, of course, because it was so broken at the start, yeah. they never really redeemed it. And then what ha- didn't help is that the studio then pulled back resources. So they took people off the project and they kept taking people off the project until there was only like, you know, t- it went from like 150 people to like 20, you know, and then yeah. there was nothing left to basically hold the game up. So it, it's, yeah, I think people sometimes get a bit over... Reaching and thinking that they can build this thing, and and I think they only had like two and a half years to build it as well. You know, people were, were saying long before Anthem ship that like it wasn't ready, it wasn't ready, and nobody listened. The senior team didn't least listen to MD basically. So, you know, what can you do? So yeah, it's it's, it's
2: unfortunate. That, and that you know, like that. That's the thing. Is like I'm, I'm I'm not a businessman. Like uh, mm. you know, even though, you know, like after all these years in the industry, like I, I learned my stuff around mm-hmm. like money and that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, you know, like the, like having like company or like the studio that size, like mm-hmm. uh, that, that must be, you know,
1: A big responsibility.
2: Yeah. Like on one side, like it's, it, it's easy to judge like the decisions and stuff, but then when you, when you also need to think about, you know, pro- like I, you know, mm-hmm. I aware it's like, owned by ea so yeah uh, EA is like a big corporation that like mm. it's a kind of like another situation but like imagine like being like independent studio and then you need to be like you need to worry about or maybe you don't have to but like probably yeah. like if i would be in that situation when i had to uh think to about the like like running the, the, the stuff and then money side of Money aspect of the
1: like running the studio and then oh, yeah. so on. It's a lot. That, that would be, you
2: know, uh, definitely not, it, it's not for me, you
1: know. I mean, it's, like, it, it's really interesting as well because the last couple of years watching stuff like the No Clip documentaries and, you know, Danny really putting a spotlight on the studio and, and talking to Marcin, who obviously founded it, co founded the studio. And from what they started with, which was basically selling pirated games in yeah. Poland, you know, to being one of the biggest studios. In Europe, that makes these triple I mean, because The Witcher done so well, um you know. I, I think it's it's sometimes hard. I think when you scale so quickly, I think because they went from Witcher three, which had such a huge you know buzz about it, and then with Cyberpunk being the next thing, people were expecting great things, and you kind of wish sometimes that Witcher maybe hadn't done as well, because then like you know the expectation would have maybe not been as big. But um it's good that they were then starting to compete, you know, as a Polish studio with studios in America that obviously had a long running. Uh, situation with games as well. So, you know, you've got to take the the good with the bad when it yeah. comes to that but stuff.
2: But also, like I guess, like in this situation, uh, I think like thinking about, you know, like failures that like probably you need to go through to actually learn your lessons. And mm. like I don't, I don't say that like C Project as a company didn't have like its own failures and then lessons that like they they learn from. Uh, but you know, sometimes you need to have like the, the right one in, in the right moment and then a bit make, the, Yeah. Yeah. The, and maybe, you know, like cyberpunk, uh, th- that's gonna be that lesson. I don't, I don't know, you know, like, uh, that, that's, that, that's the thing. It's like there, there is like stuff that pro- probably, uh, I shouldn't discuss, but also mm-hmm. like, there, there are like some things that like, I kind of, uh, you know, i have like my personal like an emotional attachment to the studio because like, i spent like 10 years at this long country. time yeah so okay. like for me even though like i don't work there anymore it's like i still feel like you know like that studio actually gave me uh, a lot and also like because yeah. i don't i don't know if i would be in that that's it like place in life and like in terms oh, of, of like my career without this yeah. without working at, at, the, at the studio like obviously I gave back my like my my time to the studio and and what I I was uh, able to to provide you know I, I I learned a lot from the people that were uh, that and are still working in the studio. And so I mean
1: I mean say what you want about what happened with with the the end result, but everybody still knows what an incredible studio CD Projekt Red is. You know even the fact that they have so many other things going on apart from just their games you know like even with um gog and stuff like that and and the dmra free stuff that they put out i mean like you, you know there are they do a lot of things amazingly you know it's it's yeah. you know and witcher of course was was so well received and the free dlc and the whole fact that they've done that as no additional cost to the players like they've done a lot of good the last yeah. couple of years i mean i think it's it's hard when you see such an amazing entity like cd project red Go through that bad time and then that is kind of what all, the only thing people think about it right is the bad thing whereas for the last 10 years they've been an incredible studio you know i mean
2: well you know like at the end of the day it's not the studio that is making the game mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the like people that are like working for the studio are making the game so yes you know, 100%. if you have like a couple of changes uh mm-hmm. in, in like uh middle management even sometimes like you, yeah. you, it can actually change a lot when it comes to, uh, like the you know the maybe not the feeling of the game, but like some of the stuff that like mm-hmm. uh, you will end up with, you know, uh, in in the game, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, to to move on for that because uh, I think we've said yeah. our piece and all we really can about that. But um, but yeah, so concept artists. So obviously, like you said when we first met, you were at industry workshops and and you were talking about Witcher at the time. Um, and it's a job that you've now done, of course, for the last five years since we last talked. Um, we had a conversation not too long ago when we were starting to talk about you coming back in the podcast where you had talked to a student about, you know, or a thing that a student said to you was he felt like concept art in its current form was almost as difficult as obtaining a major role in a movie, like being an actor, you know, trying to get into a film. Like he felt it was on that level. Do you feel, I mean, I think you kind of, you touched on it briefly when we talked about it, but do you feel that's, Relevant, do you think that the way concept artists went now, the field is even more competitive?
2: Yeah, I think so. That, like, you know, on one side, like, you know, you have like more and more jobs there out there, like for, <clears> for people, but you know, the awareness of the like of that kind of job, and I, it's not even about like being like a concept artist, but I think even, you know, like a character artist, like all of the uh positions like inside of the game industry that like are maybe more obvious and then sound fun Mm -hmm. Uh, because you know uh, uh, quest designer or uh, game designer it's like kind of sounds like more vague and then it's like hard to understand what Mm. the job is about like people can probably like you know like there is a person that actually uh, come up with the ideas for the game but they don't necessarily understand how it's done and then that's actually game designer it's not only like 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 coming up with ideas but actually needs to do something in the engine uh, but you know like from the art art side like concept artists is like the you know the, the, the stuff that like people uh, obviously like maybe not everybody knows that like what concept art is because like you have like probably a lot of gamers that you know Mm -hmm. they know that like there are like some people that doing like visuals for the game but they don't necessarily understand how the um,
1: how to put together
2: how it put like who is doing what or like how much time it takes or uh, that like what kind of software that do you use? Like I, I still hear many times that like oh it's like programmers are doing the games, yeah. So, like, <laughs> even the the visuals, you know. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, I would say that you, you know that the amount of people that are aware of like this th- thing being actual job right now, it's you know way bigger, and uh, you know
1: it, that's cool. Yeah, but I mean, then, our books probably helped with that as well, right?
2: Yeah, like you know, you you also have like like schools now that are teaching, uh, like game design or like the, like I was even teaching in in, in Warsaw at the university, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm, like that was not focused only on, uh, games, but right, uh, it had some, uh, uh s- some of the you know work- workshops inside of the curriculum. Right. that were like more targeted towards games and i was like teaching like concept art mm-hmm. like, like storyboarding and that sort of kind of stuff it wasn't like super specialized mm-hmm. it was more like a generalist, the kind of approach to to talk yeah. but uh it still was uh, a bit for people that okay like maybe like it was more about like showing people that this is an option uh, because in in my opinion in general like school is not like, school is not necessarily preparing you to, to get a job. School is, like, mm-hmm. in most, most cases, actually preparing you to learn how to do the job. So And that's not necessarily only for, like, concept art or, like, visuals, but, like, uh, even my dad was telling me that kind of stuff, that, like, he was learning some stuff uh, from the construction side in the university, but then he had to learn the job when he was hired when he was there. to actually do yeah. the job, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's very few schools out there who now specialise in that stuff. I mean, I can think of two. I mean, you've got yeah. Derek Zabrosky now who runs Focal Point, who do specialised stuff for for concept design and, and stuff like that. But you've also now got guys like Antonio Stuparts who are running ArtWad, which is you know one of the first kind of proper like classroom school things that are working out of like concept design and visual design. um But yeah, most. General universities don't have anywhere near the level of understanding. Um, yeah, and then, and, stuff.
2: and then you know, like a good good side of the online learning is that like you can pick the, uh, the, the people that will teach you, and that's <clears> like <throat> a huge advantage. Like, okay, sometimes maybe it's hard to find uh, professionals that are actually willing to teach because, like, even from my perspective, you know, mm-hmm. I started teaching just to uh it 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 started with me from teaching uh at the school Mm -hmm. in front of people and it was mostly about me you know fighting my kind of you know like going out of my safe zone and uh, like getting more comfortable like talking in front of people and also help myself to to learn some of the stuff because like I would say that like actually teaching is one of the best way to to learn yourself because oh, you, yeah. you need to organize the knowledge that you have you need to like think about how to share present. it with people and how to present it so it would be yeah. understandable and you know like teaching at, like especially like teaching at, at a place where there were like the amount like the people were kind of uh like there was like variety when it comes to the backgrounds uh how much people actually knew about the the topic you know there were like some people that already like wanted to do concept art but there were also like some people that uh you know like realized what it is at the uh at the, like a, at the like workshops you know so uh then me actually explaining some stuff uh, and like it's kind of like after doing that stuff for like a couple of years it's like easy to uh, like forget what uh, is obvious and what is not because yeah. stuff that's obvious for me might not necessarily be obvious for somebody else
1: starting out yeah uh, so
2: yeah. Uh, and then also presenting stuff and then doing it in a way so i don't feel like i'm you know uh Trying to be too obvious like that—that's like having like a balance with with that stuff. Uh, trying to talk the kids know, like they're
1: stupid yeah. or like you know they're it's like a, such a basic yeah. level that it's insulting to them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, what I mean, we, we, yeah. I was it, just gonna say it, it's difficult. It is, it's yeah. difficult. Yeah. yeah.
2: So it's like I would say in that term, it's easier to to do, for example, for me, like some kind of online workshops where right. people already, uh, you know. Have some kind of background, and then they they actually signing for, uh, for, for the lesson or mm-hmm. like whatever or like uh, even like you know the uh, events like industry workshops. You know, like you might have like variety of people, but like you still uh, can assume that like people have like some level of understand understanding, uh, understanding yeah. stuff. You know, uh, and it's it's hard to not tell stuff that like people will be aware of like so like one of the uh, like best things to actually talk about like during during those events i would say like 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 study cases where Mm -hmm. where you can share what was your process during the like some kind of project or what what was the like the the challenges that like you uh, experienced because Mm -hmm. that, that might be maybe not mind blowing but like at, at at least interesting and mm-hmm. uh help somebody like uh, to know that like, okay like that's not only me mm-hmm. it, like i'm I'm not the only one in like similar situation or like, mm-hmm. the, you know that, like...
1: i think I, I think the hardest thing when you do those talks having talked to people now for five years is that a lot of guys i know who went to do talks think they're walking in to talk to a room full of professionals sometimes that's the case but with a lot of industry workshops, events and stuff like that, you're mostly talking to students and people who, you know, are either in university or about to leave university. So you always have this th- thing where you feel like the thing you're talking about isn't impressive or it's really super obvious to everybody else. But then, you know, maybe the people you're talking to have never opened Photoshop. or have never even tried to sketch or or try and make something in, in, in a digital form. So, um, you know, guys I met even the industry workshops 2016 had only exclusively done stuff in their sketchbook. They'd never even went to you know photoshop or any kind of digital medium so yeah i think it's it's hard to you know walk up and try and talk about something and not feel like an imposter it's almost something that everybody feels that you know you know why i'm up here why do people want to listen to me but you know you're up there for a reason so
2: but yeah like with with teaching also like there is this thing that like at least for me like when i was learning stuff you know sometimes you read uh something that like seems kind of like that you understand what's happening but then the application uh while doing the project that that's something else so uh, you know mm-hmm. so like in, in, with certain topics like i had to spend a couple of years actually understanding some other stuff along the way to mm-hmm. actually understand how the, the the stuff actually applies uh to what i'm doing you know like uh and it's you know uh, and, and i guess like it's easy to go into this kind of loop of uh like mm, how how consuming the education like watching tutorials and right and and and, and buying workshops but not actually doing stuff so <laughs> It's uh, it's you so know common. I
1: have yeah. folders and folders full of stuff that I've never opened, and I feel even bad, so.
2: even you know even me like I'm 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 buying way more more stuff that I can I can actually go through. Yeah, uh, but also I, I I need to say that like for me, uh, I also sometimes buy videos, uh, not necessarily for what is uh, a thought in 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 the video, but also mm-hmm. like to check out how that person is teaching and like that style of teaching right. and how they're explaining stuff because you know uh, uh at least for me this like teaching part of my uh like what i'm doing now it's like something that I, like gives me a lot of satisfaction and mm-hmm. uh, i want to be better at it
1: uh, and you know. i mean it's hard i think especially when you look at those teaching methods and think that people have got it down but i've always said that like there's a lot of great artists but you know artists don't always make great teachers it's yeah. it's a hard thing to have you know again i've talked about antonio a lot in this podcast but you know i think he has a very unique skill set where he is a good concept artist but also a good teacher you know and manages to m- marry the two so that people can understand how he does things and um yeah i think it's just a lot of practice because very early on in his career once he had kind of learned his trade he was teaching very early and, and has done it now for many years and it was the same with guys like you know james douglas modern day james when he was doing stuff again on youtube the, the videos he was making to teach people was to help him reiterate in his brain what he just learned so he would be better so yeah i think it's if it's one of these things that you have not had to focus on very early it can be troublesome um and also the fact that like i think because you've been very studio heavy based for so many years your focus has always been just on the job and not really the teaching part so yeah. it's a lot to ask you know like definitely like teaching like need needs
2: you need to have like patience like uh and then like specific kind of patience like where you know you're trying to explain something and then that that person like maybe doesn't get it like and you need to try to figure out some other ways to to explain it uh and then like obviously studio situation even if like you are at the position where you need to give feedback to people like it's completely different case because that person already got a job uh yeah got it because like had at least like this An understanding, like, of understanding and then uh, their skills were enough for the job mm-hmm. uh, at least from the on the like rec- uh, that what's like people in yeah. the like, recruitment process like thought so you're already working with somebody that like have some sort of understanding of stuff but yeah. oh but in in the end like doing that job like like not even like concept art, but like in general, like working in game industry, entertainment industry, and like okay. in probably like many different fields is like the communication is like so crucial like and then that's something that like you i like when I was starting out like i didn't necessarily understand it, and then mm-hmm. i didn't necessarily like it, when I was starting like any project like for example like some gig with like a couple of concepts for the game that like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know much about mm-hmm. and like not knowing what kind of questions I should ask was just like uh, leading me to the situation where there was like lots of changes like not necessarily changes lo- lots of uh iterations along the way lots of yeah. like uh ping pong kind of like back messages back and forth just to get to the point where uh, I could at the beginning kind of narrow down the options while just asking proper questions and then in my opinion like having the ability of like uh, understanding Mm -hmm. uh, like like obviously like that part of it is also the experience like something that you will not necessarily get not working in the industry because uh, at school there is like a it's pretty hard to simulate some of the like the environment yeah. of like the actual professional like project because yeah. especially if like you have like paid school people are mm. going to the school to have like a nice experience and then actually doing projects in teams. where you need to you know like yeah like that might mean not necessarily like a good experience like especially that like you have people that maybe you don't like you know like it's not Mm. like you will uh like even in 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 the best studios that there might be people that you you, like you know you you might have like different character and then
1: like you you know
2: like and then you still need to work with each other you know
1: so uh the professional aspect I think it is, is hard to teach young students like even I mean um, Alex Heath told me way back in our stream he done ages ago was the fact that he said that the biggest thing he didn't really know that how to explain to people especially when they were young was that how you should on every project you do you should always do it a hundred percent like even if the project is terrible or like you know it's something that you're getting taken on for work and you're not really too super excited about it but you know your work's kind of always attached to that thing forever. So you always want to make sure whatever you're doing, you're doing it to 100%. And that's kind of the professional aspect of it, right? Is that you've always got to try and give your best, even though if you feel like the project isn't great or the people you're working with, you don't really like them, but you, you still have to do a job. You're still a professional. You know what I mean? Uh,
2: but I would say that it's like, it's pretty hard to do everything like 100%. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. You know, uh, y- you might like, you know, it's, it all depends. Like there will be some, Aspects of the projects, like if you will have like one one week, you have like amazing task to work on, Mm. you will be pumped and you will do like one hundred percent. But the next one will be not as great, and and this is also the uh, like 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 one of the topics, you know. Like Mm. if you will do amazing job on a task that nobody else will want to work on, you (laughs) might also end up like just doing like stuff that you don't like. So uh, you know. On one side, they, like this, giving yourself uh, like the one hundred percent, it's it's maybe good, but like I would say, like when it comes to your own uh, situation, and then like how to avoid like putting because like you know it, it just like even when it comes to uh, like the career of like individuals, yeah. you know. Uh, there is, like, so many, like, decisions to make along the way that actually can lead you to different, uh, like, places in the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for example, like, one of the the, the the things with the, like, for example, like, starting students is that, like, I see that, like, lots of people want to start at the, you know, the most popular companies and then they don't mm-hmm. even, like, uh, you know, the, the, the smaller studios, like, I know that, like, it's not... Uh, like it, it doesn't sound prestigious or like it's not like you, when when you don't have the studio that everybody knows but you know sometimes you might have like actually better work experience at those like uh, oh yeah independent yeah. studios. I've talked about like, that
1: so many times when people like you know if you want to walk into working work with Blizzard or something straight out of school like you better be prepared because like you know at that level even with CD project, like people now want to be like oh cool I want to go work on Witcher or Cyberpunk is my first, like, gig, I mean, good luck, like, you're talking, like, you know, people at the top of their game working the hardest hours, the the longest days, you know, on the the biggest tasks, you know, if that's your first experience, it it can be overwhelming, it can be scary. But,
2: you know, Mm. but but I also, like, I noticed that the average perception of, like, how work should look like uh, is, Mm. you know, that, like, you you should have, like, the work-life balance, and then, then, you know, that's uh, in my opinion that's you know uh, everybody should like try to reach that that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. the amount of people that you will have like workaholics and then people that will oh, yeah. actually uh spend way more time on the project just because they they like it you know that, that's actually also brings lots of like bad things to to the of course uh to the industry you know like on one side like you know those people are uh, you know enjoying the work but also mm-hmm. like then it's expected from other people to actually yeah. keep up with that stuff like so you know it's kind of like a tricky uh, balance tricky topic uh mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. and you know applying some you know like definitely like situation at city project like what it did... that's the thing it's like As a concept artist, like, I I never actually crunched that much. Like, there Mm. was, like, maybe a few hours here here and there, but, you know, Mm. overall, like, I I, I cannot say that I had, like, a bad experience, like, for me uh, and, uh, like, uh, in the team that I was working at, like, I don't think that, like, anybody was, like, complaining about the situation. And and I knew it also, Mm. like, that's the thing to understand is that uh, the whole, like, when you have, like, a studio, like, the situation might be different from... Team to team, you know, yeah. and no matter the company, you know, like you might work yeah. with uh, some amazing people, and then amazing uh, like lead or producer or mm-hmm. whatever, and then the team next to you might might have like a totally different experience at the same company, you know.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. of course, it depends on the the people. Yeah, because um, I've even spoke to people I'll know name the studio, but you know, they had a lot of complaints on Glassdoor and people were trying to be very transparent that the studio was horrible, but it was like the entire QA department. And he was like, well, of course, the QA department's going to have some of the, the worst hours, especially towards the end of the project because they're going to hit the hardest. But then, like you said, with the, the concept design team, you know, it's maybe no, you know, maybe you compared to a game designer, you know, as they maybe hitting the same things because, you know, once it's handed off from you and it goes into the game engine, then you're maybe not touching it as much. So, yeah, it's it's one of these things where everything's about balance. But um, yeah, I, I think it was you've got to be prepared if you want to hit the tippy top of the industry. You've got to, you know, somebody always told me that if you want a two hundred thousand dollar a year job, you have to put in two hundred thousand dollar worth of effort. Like you have to be prepared to work that hard. And we just recently, before we spoke to you, we had Esben Rasmussen on, and Esben talked about very openly that when he was at Riot, he was very stressed in fact a couple of times during his time there he talked about how he had some mental breakdowns at the the studio because he was you know the pressure the the workload things that were going on you know even just within the 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 atmosphere of the the studio but like yeah it's it's those jobs seem attractive and they seem like they're a great time but they also come obviously with a lot of stress a lot of work a lot of dedication Mm -hmm. from the artist so yeah which would be the same at CD Project, right? If you're coming in as a junior at CD Project, it would be that versus a junior at like an indie studio, you know. It's I mean, a a totally different experience. I,
2: I guess you know, like it, it might depends, uh, like on person, and then also like yeah. what kind of people you will you will have like next to you, because you know, okay. if you are actually entering like the environment that like it like everybody seems to be stressed, mm. then you know that might affect you as well. Uh, of course. You know, like f- for me, like changing, changing the job, like that—that that was that 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 felt like stressful. Like, but many, mm. like, or even like working with like some freelance gig, like with the company that I never worked with before, like, and then you actually uh, are excited about the the, the project that you're working on. Like, it's mm. very easy to actually put uh, so much pressure on yourself that that's basically internal, and then Gosh. actually you know read the like the feedback that like especially like in recent time when like I've, I, in recent time when you, you actually work remotely uh mm-hmm. even like for the studio or when you're working on like some freelance gig where you're just communicating uh through text mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to to get the emotions sometimes so like the uh the, the same words that like somebody wrote to you like for you might have like they did they might have like totally different emotional meaning than for the person that was like like sending them so uh and you know like i had like situations where i was like starting a project and i uh, and that was like a new environment for me and I, I felt like really stressed even though like i felt like i'm up for the task but it's also you know it's very like I know so many people that have like this imposter syndrome including me you know that oh yeah uh, everybody
1: does yeah uh,
2: even though like you work in the industry for like so many years like you still feel like you don't
1: know what you're doing or like yeah yeah I mean it's difficult as well even people I think when they see it on themselves but then when they talk to people like you and you're like oh yeah i get imposter syndrome they're like really like you like somebody who's been at cd project for you know a decade and and uh yeah i think at every level everybody feels it because um i think also it's because no matter how hard you work or how high you get in the industry there's always going to be somebody above you there's always going to be somebody better or doing something different or making better pictures or um but then comparison is the thief of joy right so like comparing yourself to other people constantly is what makes you worse in the industry like your mental health will suffer like even some people i know who um are just starting out i tell them like don't even go near art station like really honestly like maybe go once to have a quick look and maybe get an idea but try not to go on every day and just constantly just make yourself feel worse because it, it does have that effect where Every time you go to an art station, you look at the front page and you're like, holy shit, you know like, what I, am I doing in my life? I,
2: de- I definitely had like that that uh, that time when sometimes art station, or, like not even uh art station, but maybe some other websites where I, I saw like some amazing art was like there were some days that were like affecting me in a negative way, but there were like some other days that were just like, you know, motivating me to do stuff. Like these days it's like more often than the second stuff so like yeah actually seeing some cool stuff i i want to do things but you know it's it i'm like i don't know like the older i'm I'm getting like it's it it seems to be like harder and harder to actually find time to do your personal stuff of course you know and i I have like this problem of uh, you know i would like to work on everything
1: you know yeah yeah, yeah. you won't go so much timing you want to have a life, you know, you want to have time away from the computer and, you know, because it's really unhealthy. I mean, it, it, I can understand why a lot of people get so burnt out working in some of these bigger studios because, yeah, it's it's a lot to ask people when, you know, you're constantly in crunch mode or you're constantly in development mode or you want to work in the biggest, baddest projects out there. Like, oh, yeah, I want to go work at Blizzard. I want to work at Riot. I want to work at Sony Santa Monica. Um, you know, th- these all come with caveats that you have to give out a, a small part of yourself. And I'm finding it difficult, particularly because acumen in the industry older, right? So I'm 36 now. Um and just, you know, last year I got my first job in the industry, like first proper paid gig full time for that studio in LA. And um, you know, I'm having to obviously work hard for that. But then yeah, again, I'm I'm a bit further on in life, so I have a full-time partner and a home and uh, you know, just moved and stuff. So when you're in your twenties and stuff, I think that's a little bit easier because, you know, you're possibly not attached, you're single, you're you're able to travel or move um, but the older you get, yeah, your window kind of narrows where you want to have more time away from your work and more time to have a life. So it's a battle, man. It's a constant. It's a constant shift. Yeah.
2: Like, uh, mm, I mean, is that something that get... you
1: feel now? Is that why you left? I mean, you don't. Yeah. If it's personal reasons, I don't want to go into CD yeah. project. But is that why you shifted away from CD project? Did no, you like feel the, you want have? You know, have... like
2: there the, the, the was like like multiple like there were, there were like multiple reasons. Mm. You know one was like definitely did the, the thing it's like uh i would say it's like it's actually healthy to to, to to change uh the environment and then go out of the comfort zone from time to time right uh, and then you know after like 10 years i i felt uh very safe and you know familiar uh, familiar but also like I, I i lost kind of motivation to 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 do stuff like mm-hmm. so changing the environment actually like helped me uh, right in, 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 when it comes to that mm-hmm. um, i mean it's a yeah. common thing
1: people would say right like oh you, you work at cd project why in god's name would you leave that because they're such an amazing company right but then it's not just down to the fact that that yeah, company but, is amazing but,
2: yeah. you know we also like talked about like the the this like you know working on a project and then and the teams and then you know, like the bigger the company, it's actually getting the the the, the more problems in communication that mm-hmm. there are. So, you know, after like all those years in the industry, like I kind of feel like, you know, like uh, working in some kind of like a indie studio with like a small group of people that, right? You know, everybody has an impact on the project. Uh, of course, uh, that would be amazing. Like you know like i like for example like it's like a super giant that that did the hades and uh oh yeah, yeah. That studio. you know That's like great... I'm, I'm not necessarily somebody that would like fit to that kind of like style but like i'm a mm. fan of, the, of their of their games and the, yeah. the studio like uh from what i heard it's i mean
1: they're 20 people yeah. i mean it's not big like studio yeah so so like having I mean,
2: same... something yeah, like that, I I would, that would be it.
1: awesome. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say it's the same with us, like we fabricated madness, like we're 10 people and when we do our stand-ups or our Zoom calls, like, you know, I'm making decisions on gameplay stuff we're doing right now and I'm just doing 3D, but like, you know, the the, the feedback is taken on board, like our, our head, like our art director, like he's sitting, listening to everybody's inputs and ideas and actually taking them on board and I, I totally understand where that would come from whereas like you said if you're having a zoom call with just your department which then takes a head then goes to another department another department another email chain you know like you're just getting lost it's like you become a number less a creative you know uh, team so yeah
2: you know that that sounds great you know like i i cannot say that like you know i didn't feel like sometimes there were like cases where even working at like cd project like i had like maybe some kind of impact on certain certain things in the game you know like sometimes Mm -hmm. you might do a concept art that actually like bring like some some idea to somebody or like you will show something and like come up with something that actually will you know push something else like there are like so many different things that like might happen but Mm -hmm. you know uh, like very often when you are hired in the biggest bigger studio like doing like for example like ui or like You know, low poly. Like you will just end up like doing that stuff, and then like yeah, like and that's not always like the the most motivating kind of thing. And then you know, as a concept artist, like you you have like I like for example, I had like pretty uh, like fun job because like I was uh, coming up with the visual solutions to like some 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 ideas. Sometimes I I had a uh, situation where i i had to solve some uh some like maybe issues or like challenges that were like outside of just like visuals right sometimes they were like not even like present in a in a final game but yeah uh, for some reason we we had to like you know solve uh, some of that stuff uh, even for ourselves to, to to make better visual designs for example you know like so uh
1: there is, there is that. I mean, was that kind of, I mean, just maybe touching on before we go, when you were working on Cyberpunk, was that a thing that you felt was difficult moving from, you know, such high fantasy to basically futuristic sci-fi, you know, robotics, you know, I, was that, a, like, yeah. You know,
2: I, I didn't perceive it as like hard. Like it was definitely exciting. And then mm-hmm. maybe I had my struggles, but, you know, uh, I was excited and, i actually wanted to 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 work on that kind of stuff even though it maybe didn't go that great from the start because like i i was not even aware how little of like sci-fi stuff i did before like uh, when it comes to characters like i did some but never to to the level of like what I was doing like for for the witcher and mm-hmm. and then you think that you are like capable of like doing some stuff but then when you're actually starting working on that stuff then you realize that oh maybe I'm actually not that as good uh, at this as I, at, as you know. I thought so yeah uh, I had my my time of like learning stuff uh, during the like cyberpunk uh, mm-hmm. but definitely for me it was something like you know exciting and something that was motivating me
1: yeah i mean like uh, one of the i mean personally like one of my, my favorite characters in the game is dexter Shaw, and i know you done a lot of concepts for him as well and yeah some of the designs and choices you made on guys like that like i think were were incredible but, and, you know but you know like that, that
2: that's another like uh thing that i need to uh, mention here that actually mm. you know like the idea for your character like i did the final concept for the character but mm. uh the idea for the character actually came up from the concept that was like the uh mood board like key art for like right. scene yep. uh, that uh like one of the guys from the studio, John mm-hmm. Liu worked on. Okay. Uh, and then he is actually an example of a guy that uh he finished uh Feng Zou school
1: uh, and okay. straight from the school he was hired at C D project. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah as like a junior like was he coming in as like a kind of like I, level I, like, one or i don't
2: remember like what kind of position uh, he held he, if he was like a junior or like a mid-level uh, right but because you know uh, that was actually like a long time ago you know yeah uh, but
1: i mean things school is also incredible like anybody who has the opportunity to go there yeah i mean it's like people who go to uh like brainstorm now in california like the guys who teach there and and you know the, the students they have basically fall straight into studios because um same with Noman like you know Noman and another great school there but, but it's because you're getting taught by professionals who are also working in the industry so that's the difference is that if you're getting that caliber of teacher then of course you're going to come out and work you know and and some big studios and and um yeah things studio is, is definitely an, an exception but then it's also very expensive to go and, and learn at his school it's you know um I think I was also loving the fact that like. You know, Derek. Again, as we talked about earlier, his school is, I think, very affordable. And then even better, you know, I mean, Antonio's Artwood's program that's online. It's like fifteen euros a month to to learn from him. Like it's it's, it's so much more accessible. But yeah, it's uh it's it's an incredible the caliber of people that are now in in the industry. And it's it's scary now because you see how kids advance so quickly. It almost makes you worried about how quickly you're going to start to feel inferior or like obsolete. Do you ever kind of get that as well? Mm,
2: I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't necessarily like, think much about that, that stuff. Like mm. uh, the thing is, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to the industry, like the, the way industry looks now and then it, the way it looked like, like 10 years ago, uh, it's mm. like, like different, you know, like, obviously there is like more people, but like also stuff that people are using for like concept art is like like changing constantly and and from just being like primarily like uh, like when i was starting it was like mainly photoshop like before like people are also like using like traditional media like uh pen and pen like pen and pencil and
1: yeah like mm,
2: that kind of actually sketch
1: and stuff Yeah. yeah
2: and then like these days like maybe in certain cases where you actually like i'm i'm using sometimes like a uh, pen and my mm-hmm. sketchbook to figure out some stuff quickly because mm-hmm. like it just feels uh more natural like natural to 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 do it this way uh yeah. but in the end like most of my work is like you know digital mm-hmm. and then from just being like from just using like digital painting Mm. Uh, and then like photo bashing actually got like more popular like when i was starting like actually doing anything with photos people were like calling you a cheater (laughs) even though like people in the industry already were using that because I was speeding up the process obviously you know it's you know the the way you're using those photos um, Mm. it's also uh, there is like a right and and wrong way of using them yep Uh, these days like 3d actually changed a lot blender but, yeah you know but blender but also like I, uh, you know doing the like cyberpunk like i my workflow actually changed a lot and I, I use way more zbrush these days oh cool uh so like uh you know it all depends on the situation and what i'm working on because you know it's it's easy to uh you know learn new software and think that it's going to solve all of your problems, but
1: Mm. actually you need to, you still need fundamentals,
2: you need fundamentals, but also like understanding like what kind of like can help you to speed up the process in in the end, because it's easy to just like start, like, you know, I will just like start the the concept in in ZBrush and it's going to be awesome because I don't have to think about perspective and and forms and, and that kind of stuff, but then you don't have any idea what to do and mm-hmm. you have like so many different options to mm-hmm. go to. So, and, and, and like 3D, like, and especially like ZBrush or like using like, like that kind of stuff for concepting is, uh, is very efficient in certain situations. And it's not at all. Like when, when you want to do like some fashion design character, uh, you know, like making uh like, Fabrics, uh, clothing in in ZBrush, it's always right. gonna look kind of like like clay. Uh, so Off, like yeah. you either need to overpaint it, and then it, when mm. you, when you are actually like skilled in drawing, like you're gonna do
1: the designs like much faster with drawing. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. It's still, we you know, it, even there was a thing where we talked about this with Jan when he was on, and he was saying about how. It's one thing to learn how to draw, but then one thing you need also is how to design. Like design is almost as important as your physical drawing skills. Like you need to know shape language, composition, color, stuff like that. That's going to really help you build believable characters that will be in believable situations, believable clothing. That's
2: that's something that like for me, it's uh, you know definitely like these days you can find lots of videos. Mm -hmm. about digital painting concept art and Mm -hmm. how to like approach the concept art of like characters and stuff but there is not much about actual design Mm -hmm. when it when it comes to like when you like, like when you think about like digital painting kind of videos and then design like you know obviously you have like scott roberts and stuff but uh and then he's sharing his approach uh, and then his techniques but uh it's really hard to actually find stuff that explaining fundamentals regarding this guy. Kind of, like you can find like uh videos about fundamentals of design right but like uh, very often when you have videos about like doing concept art of characters mm-hmm. it's just about like there are certain rules sometimes but there is like they are not necessarily explained very well like for example like like how you can apply uh fibonacci spiral to character design like how you would you know distribute the details and how you would distribute the uh you know proportions of the character and the, the, the elements on the character so it would feel you know appealing and also tell some quest, some kind of story, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when it, like, like maybe like, there's, uh, how to tell it, like there, there, there is like lots to ex- explain when it comes mm-hmm. to, uh, how the character look cool. Um, mm-hmm. even like when you look at the like traditional, uh, the costumes or like historical costumes, you know, like that. there is like lots of detail in those but they are actually distributed in very like specific way. And then like, you can, you know, apply the, uh, the, the, the golden rules and then, and mm-hmm. start, you know, like I can see like golden rule and then Fibonacci spiral being explained very often mm-hmm. when it comes to environment design, but like, not that often when it comes to character gotcha. design, mm-hmm. even though you can also apply those, uh, and then, you know, the character also have their own characters they have their own composition as well so
1: yeah yeah the, i mean character design itself is a whole other subject um outside of like you the environment stuff i mean one person i would say that's kind of leading that right now is uh tb choi i don't know if you know choi at all but you know mm-hmm. she um well is out of korea and was an anatomy teacher back there but now is working for like Riot and stuff in la um but her ability to design not only just humans to draw them, but to design characters, like, you know, expressions, you know, personalities, the way they dress, the way their clothes are, um, as a whole thing, also. But, like, yeah, it's, it's like you said, there's, there's not so much information about it. And even when I was speaking to Scott recently, because he's done obviously how to draw and how to render books, you know, and now he's working on how to design, um, he said that's why that, that book has taken so long, because it's he wants to get, not only get it right, but it's it's one thing that people have asked for over and over again, is how to design things. And it's, uh, it's such a dense, uh, subject,
2: but, You know, like, when it comes to character design, like, for example, animation, like, huge part of it is also like selling the character of that like creature or like person. Or... And then I, I would say that, you know, even in games where you have like realistic style, mm-hmm. it's not only about like costume design, you know, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, successful character design is still about the character, you know, you, you might not have this like stylized uh, stuff that actually helping to build the character of that, that person, but you can, you can even with the the visuals of the character, you can sell who that person is, and especially for me, that's like actually a pretty interesting part where mm-hmm. there are like some things that are like missing in the story or like stuff that I can add to the story of the character with my mm-hmm. visual stuff. You know, so- I mean,
1: it's something I think people miss so much, and it's something even when we talked about Dexter earlier is that. You know, like it'd be simple things like, you know, the glasses he wears are like some of the most expensive glasses. And you can tell from the frame or like the way his arm is and the fact the whole thing is gold. Right. And and it has maybe certain motors or things in the arm that are more high level than anybody else's implants or, or, or uh, uh, augmented pieces. And that's the stuff that sells that particular character is that all those tiny wee things, his glasses, his arms, his chains, is, you know, it all adds up to the overall look of the person. And it's something that you don't learn when you're just drawing heads and feet and arms, right? <laughs> you don't learn about, you know, those tiny wee details. Um, you know, and, when you, when you're doing that stuff.
2: You know, like for like for me, it's like when when I'm teaching, like, uh, and then talking about like uh, my approach to like designing characters is that like, okay, where you can, uh, where you can search the information about the character design, like learn, like, like. Uh, read about like for example like fashion rules you know like the, you can uh, learn a lot uh, when it comes to you know like you want to show like a person that actually knows how to uh, wear and what to wear to actually look nice and that's like mm-hmm. you know it's rich and so you probably should apply some of those rules uh, to make the, this character feel you know, believable feel believable and you know, and then, like, for example, like, that, that thing with the matching the, the, the color of the belt and, and shoes, like, not necessarily the same, exactly the same material and so yeah, on. Yeah, I know what you, you mean, know, yeah. You have, like, the same, like, slightly different tone, but the same color, the same for, you know, uh, I don't know how...
1: To... How people wear cufflinks on certain arms or, like, yeah. they maybe only wear something on one side or, like, yeah. Or, like, how to match the patterns not to feel cheap. Like, if you would have, like, you know... Like a
2: jacket and 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 the shirt, and then they would have like the same pattern. That that would
1: not necessarily overwhelming yeah. reach, you know. So, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's it's like you said. It's 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 the extra detail that I think, especially when you get to AAA, like people expect. You know, I mean, when we talk about world building, I mean, Rockstar have always been one of the biggest and best at what they do, and I think it's like uh, all the tiny B details in their character that shine through, even in their world. Like even something as simple as like the latest Red Dead. When you go into some of the stores, you actually browse the products by opening up a physical book that looks like an old book and you flick through the pages. It's it's simple wee things like that that add to the immersion of the world. And it's the same with Cyberpunk. Every street corner, every vendor, everything that like is tiny wee things that are planted throughout the world. And especially on the characters, um, it, it just makes a difference. And one
2: aspect of actually working on character design for games is that mm-hmm understanding what's actually possible or like maybe not possible but what's going to be easier to execute from Mm -hmm. the technical aspects of the the design because you know like there are like some some games that they're not necessarily wants to be uh the the the, like top-notch like in terms of visuals and then Mm -hmm. sacrificing some other stuff like so for example like i i love dark souls you know uh, I love Bloodborne, uh, Elden mm. Ring, and so on. Yeah. But then you can see that they they don't necessarily sacrificing certain design choices for the for the costumes, like for example right. the cape. They mm. don't care if it's actually penetrating the the model or not. You know. and then yeah, yeah, yeah. In other games, that would be like you know you would you would look at the game like The Order, uh, eighteen eighty five or eighteen sixty six. Yeah. yeah uh yeah so i didn't remember that the like that's the uh, like, yeah. part of like prob like having numbers in in a title yeah but the design of that yeah you know, like, the capture in that was incredible you yeah. know like and then like visually that that game was stunning you know but like oh, i can yeah. i can tell that probably there were like so many limitations to what they could do so like yeah. you know, some of the elements wouldn't actually, you know, clip through other stuff because like four like, game even back then. We yeah. we <clears> had <throat> like lots of those things when yep. uh like those topics like when we worked on like the Witcher 3 or mm. like, Cyberpunk, we had to like think about like what, what's possible, what's not. Yeah. You know, sometimes that like you know, uh sticking to those rules too much and then not trying mm. to uh you know uh, come up with like some solutions to that like mm-hmm. um it's my like you know like if you are too safe uh, you, you know you might end up with like same looking kind of designs mm-hmm. all all the time but you yeah. know it, even I, I had like to uh, you know i was designing for example like the armor for for the for Geralt. Mm-hmm. that was like one of the witcher armors and then i i, I designed this like long
1: kind of dress like the bear stuff the bear armor. Yeah, and,
2: yeah and and you know and then the guys from, simul- like, the, like, responsible for cloud simulation, like, coming and, like, you know, guys, we need to actually do something with that because this will be just, like, stretching all the time, and we don't need yeah. that. So, like, uh, we had to came up with, like, some smart, you know, like, sometimes, like, even obvious solutions, like, cutting that that cape in multiple uh, places, uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it seems obvious, but, like, when you think about it, like, mm-hmm. uh, and you, you never actually uh did anything like that it's kind of hard to like think what to do like where like yeah. even where to cut it so it will behave properly you yeah.
1: know like it's funny how one of the biggest mods for Witcher is the cloak mod so Geralt can have a cloak and a hood and people are always like i can't believe they never put this in originally but then you're like yeah that's probably because it was a fucking nightmare to quote yeah. you know, like <laughs> no. it's it,
2: it's it's even like the the, the the thing that actually that bear armor was not clipping that much mm. through horse was just like you know oh it's actually we were just lucky that this kind of thing actually works the way it works like when he's actually jumping on a horse it's not making that much of a problem it probably was clipping a lot but you know uh, at the moment where like people are actually in in the game like getting the, the the armor like it's not like you paying attention to those kind of things like you pay attention to those things at the beginning you know like at the yeah beginning it matters a lot but the longer you play then you can you don't uh, give a shit yeah
1: yeah i mean it's, the, it's even the fact that you think could you have done cyberpunk in any other generation of console because when you look at some of the cyber of m- augmented stuff where people like basically are putting their hand out and the whole hand is changing and guns are coming out of it or like you know blades or like you know armors piercing through it like there's so many technical limitations like you said with just even designing people i mean there's so many things that even augmented parts of the body couldn't really function properly unless you had the technology to back up you know the arms and making sure the gears could move or things could detach or like move and be independent and um yeah it's like a whole thing like we were having this i was having this talk with my mentor the other day about um 3d design and how we were watching the unreal 5 presentation and we thought about can you imagine a day when people don't have to actually make a low poly anymore like and it's just making something and then just firing it in the engine with no you know I mean obviously there'll be some optimization but the fact that people might not actually have to make low poly and bake anymore is like, you know, like crazy you know but,
2: but that's a, that's the thing it's like I don't I'm not necessarily like a technical person but I already know that like the like nanite stuff it's mm-hmm. not the solution for everything you know you of course. don't have like the uh animation on that you don't have like simulation it's like just static mesh that Yep. You know, it can have like, lots of resolution, but you can you will not do everything with that. So. Yeah,
1: I mean, Unreal 5 is, is brand new and it's exciting, but it's going to take, you know, five to ten years before now. really, you know, utilizing it possi- yeah. you know properly within game engines and stuff. So, um, yeah, exciting, but yeah, a long way off for it to be practical. But, it's, um, but it's
2: definitely it's like a cool tool to actually even do like, a, you know, nice images adjust. or like just like yeah. try to do some sort of like animation you know like it's the the thing that like if you want to do some sort of like like uh, short animation and and like Mm. using Unreal, like you have like so many resources right now that are free like you know it's way easier to do project like that these days than it was you know like 10 years ago
1: yeah i mean like even the fact that i mean there's some jobs now that are specific just to even just playing with those engines like world builders like even i didn't know that was even a job until I spoke to somebody who was working on, you know, a big game. And he's like, yeah, we have people who just take everything you make and just place it in the world and just, like, put and, like build rooms and, and fabricate them with stuff. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, so, I mean, they say, like, within the tech industry, like, 80% of the jobs haven't even been invented yet. Because, you know, there's new ones just popping up every yeah, other like, year.
2: Or, like, for, for example, like, I don't necessarily remember how it's called, but um, when you have, like, this... Uh, uh, when you have like when you were recording, like some advertisement or like where, the, the way that they, they did Mandalorian, or well, the capture in game stuff and to do have, for yeah. advertisement, like the, where you have like the the guy that actually uh, online is just like deciding what to put in the environment to actually f- figure
1: out the the shot and stuff, or uh, right? You know, I don't remember like how it's called, but like I, I I know there's a there's jobs they've got, especially have them in Rockstar for some reason, but they have gameplay capture artists who are people who will go through the game and mm-hmm. use what is essentially the camera yeah, mode Actually and take pictures. We, yeah,
2: yeah, we, we had. Uh, I like I don't know how it looks like now, but like mm-hmm. in, in like during development of Cyberpunk, like the, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the there was like a team of like at least two or three people like mm-hmm. doing like s- stuff like that. But that was I don't remember like the name. Arc, like, it was like uh, in game uh photographer like right. you know like for lots of those like kind of positions like there there are no names and then yeah uh, like official names at least so from mm-hmm. studio to studio the name for for those things might might be like
1: changed. Yeah. yeah but that but that is a legit job i know people who have that job who, who just play the game stop it take a photo and then that photo would be used in some marketing art somewhere for the game That like usually the stuff that gets sent to yeah. uh magazines or outlets so people you know, can you know use know like that,
2: that's like that that's like one of the issues that you know, like if, even when the game looks amazing where it mm-hmm. moves when you have like everything animated it's sometimes really hard to like make a picture that actually captures that like the, what's happening in a game you know like right the, you know it's like photograph like photography it's you know like it it's it's easy to do but also like hard like what's called like what it's called i think it's easy to pick up but
1: it's hard to master
2: yeah like the thing is like taking like a camera and and making a picture is easy but then making a picture that actually sells you some kind of feeling and then like uh, captures some some storytelling and then storytelling yeah that's yeah that's uh,
1: another i think it's even the same thing when people like have a thing where they build environments through concept and uh People will say, "Oh, well, you can draw the building. Great, fantastic." But where's the storytelling? And right. people used to think, "Like, why would you need storytelling in a concept piece art?" But you'd be surprised how much an image changes when it actually tells an narrative. You know, when it actually conveys something. You know. Um,
2: well, well, that's that's also like a different thing. Like when when you actually. I don't know when you're working on a, on a game or a project like that, there are like certain, certain situations where you are actually doing those concepts that like supposed to tell a story mm. uh, and then actually sh- share some kind of like mood uh, and mm. show it to people. So everybody would be on the same page what we are working on. But then yeah. you have also like production concept art of like an environment where mm. th- th- that storytelling, it's not necessarily the most important part like where you actually it's more mostly about the design of the object rather than the overall like story So because like Mm -hmm. the story is probably already like figured out or Mm -hmm. uh, everybody like supposed to know what they're working on and you're just like focusing on one element at a time and 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 that's the thing is like especially when when you're learning stuff like uh, uh, like just like looking at the like keyframe from a movie and then like, mm-hmm. that there is like lots of stuff happening, there's great composition, everything is designed, you know, like, and then trying to replicate it from the scratch where like you just don't necessarily know how to uh, like make a proper composition or design a character mm-hmm. like it's it, it's gonna be like daunting task, you know, so mm. it's uh, very often better to start with like something smaller and then, then just like build on top of it, you know, like uh, for for me, even like designing like a whole character sometimes might be like especially where I need to sell the details of the character and then show everything in, like in very great detail like from different angles because maybe mm. it's gonna be sent to outsource to to make uh, mm-hmm. it's like it's also daunting task sometimes. So like starting with like even like a shoe design, you know, like looking at the the shoe and designing the the shoe itself, like kind of it, it, even that like might be hard task to do like properly yeah. but it's easier than uh, just tackling everything it all depends because like sometimes when you work with like a talented character artist that that can design themselves and then they don't mm. have to have like every single detail on the concept that's that might be also amazing because like in many cases like the best thing that you will see it's just the outcome of the teamwork and then like yeah. input of like multiple people
1: yeah i mean it's always a team i mean it's i used to laugh when i used to hear people you know I'd, even when i went to lightbox not too long ago and i say to people like uh, oh, i loved you worked on this i worked on this and they're like yeah man team effort you know i was just one people but it's like it's it's losting you how much you'd rely on the team and how much you're just a small part of that that overall huge machine and uh, yeah, working with the people you worked in at CD project, I can imagine you know you know people would look to you and say, "Oh, Marek's you know a, a great artist, he's incredible." And but then you'd say, "Oh, well, yeah." But then the person who sits next, who's ne- you know sits next to me, or art art director, or the person like you know who's my junior, who's really coming up quite quickly, and they're amazing. And. um, it's crazy how you think how is this thing ever built when you look around the room you see all these incredible people it's easy yeah. cuz you and know you're you, such talent
2: and you know like in, in many studios you have people that you never heard uh, about and then then they they have like they are crazy talented like if, like oh like, yeah they have <laughs> like no art
1: station no youtube yeah. nothing at all yeah
2: like even if, like or even like they they might have like art station profile but like you know mm. if they like started their profile like in, in recent years it's like way harder to uh, to actually get that followers and, and, and then yeah. num- those numbers you know like yeah. The, yeah the the thing is like you know our station might be helpful for uh for getting a job uh, mm-hmm. you know i know that uh, recruiters these days they have like profiles on our station and then they, they are checking they look for people station, through there you know yeah. uh, when we were searching for uh like freelancers to work on Mm -hmm. gwent i was going through our station myself and Mm -hmm. you know like i i i can recommend some names that i i know but like you know Mm uh usually those people that you know they're like already they have like job like so getting somebody to work on a project might be like hard or yeah especially that like when when you need people in like the next month for example you know yeah uh so you need to like do the list of people and then reach out to them and then see who's actually even available, available you know
1: yeah it's difficult as well i think you've got a, a stagnation in the industry where um you know you've you've so many people in senior positions or high level positions that are now leaving and Then i think there's uh, a detriment of, of juniors there's not enough people maybe at, at the the bottom level do you feel like that's a thing as well right now within games like
2: uh, like you know uh In most of the places that I work uh, at that, you know, uh, there was like, you you know, when I worked like, okay, like regarding like CD project, like, you know, like uh, for the most part, it was like the amount of people that you had, like you have like a juniors, uh, Mm -hmm. mid level and then seniors, that was more like a column uh, for the most, but when the 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 company stops growing and then people obviously like they're getting promoted and then um cd project they they, like for the most part like the 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 team that i was at like the the character team and concept art team like not that many people actually were leaving so like with the time Mm. you have uh, you have like actually more seniors than than the bottom you know Mm. but then it's it's great like it's uh you will not have all the time that that situation that will be like new positions like if uh, nobody is leaving mm. uh, and then the, the company will not have like I- infinite growth so like you will end up sometimes with the uh, situation where you will have like maybe more people at the, the, the top level like uh, right. seniors right yeah. but like it's just because uh
1: like you don't need to bring in fresh talent constantly yeah, like
2: yeah but you know uh, until there would be like some sort of rotation, like people will leave maybe. Yeah. Or, you know. Uh, but like, you know, uh I I ne- like I never actually worked in a situation where there were like only seniors. You know, like obviously right. at the Project there was like especially in recent years there was more seniors than, than, mm-hmm. than juniors. But mm-hmm. uh but still there was like some some people actually coming in uh mm. like when when I was uh, working on the uh, expansion packs for the Witcher, I actually had the team, like uh, I was working as like a coordinator, like it's it's not lead position, but like you still kind of help managing people. And I was like dividing tasks and then like was the first uh, kind of person to give some sort of feedback. Like, and it Mm -hmm. was like a small team with like, uh, three girls that actually one was already experienced uh, mm-hmm. and then two that joined to help with some other stuff at the end of the project but then they stayed uh, with, they were helping with some 2D stuff like, in, like inventory uh, illustrations and that, that kind of stuff and then after the project they they stayed to actually uh, you know do, do concept art and Right. Kind
1: of stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think it's one of these things that I think because now the industry has grown so much and because CD Projekt, even a studio like that, is so big, I think juniors will be more at, like you said, like you'll go to an indie studio or you'll go to a smaller studio or you'll do a freelance gig for a couple of people. But like people who probably come to the bigger studios now, like CD Projekt, you would come in as a senior mostly or a mid or something like that because, you know, you'll, you'll cut your teeth somewhere else. You'll go and work at a small studio and, and learn your trade there. Then, you'll go up and move towards a bigger studio yeah. or a bigger team.
2: You know, like the, 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 the thing is like where you are actually searching for a job and you have people at different level, uh, with the, you know, seniors, it's actually, I would say way like easier to get a job these, these mm-hmm. days, because there is not as many people as like, they are like the positions uh, out there, right. like, uh, and then with juniors on on the on the other hand, and then the internships. Uh when we were like doing internship uh in Gwentim, there was mm-hmm. like two spots and there was like five hundred applicants. And then there was like maybe twenty people that were like having the skills, right. but it's still too many people like 10 people per spot you know so
1: yeah 20 is more than two <laughs> yeah.
2: you know you you need to be also extremely lucky and then and, and, you know uh, have that kind of thing that will you know like that director will, will like or whatever yeah. you know uh, to
1: yeah it's difficult i think to find your voice now and i think a hard thing i've found as well is that people try to imitate other artists too much you know like people look at your work and think i need to be like Marik, but then you probably never tried to be like anybody else but yourself. And I think it's hard to tell people to basically draw their own version of things and make their voice very unique because that's what draws people, art directors especially, to hiring you, right?
2: I I would say that it's like, okay, like it also depends on like what kind of stuff you are searching for in the industry. Yes, On one side, you might want to be like production artist and then do exactly the type of work that the, the studio actually used to. Uh, mm-hmm. So in in th- this sense, it's uh, actually good to look at the stuff, of, well, yeah. like that the artist in the studio already producing, and then kind of look at your stuff and then kind of judge, compare it, uh, compare yeah. it, and then so on. But like still, you will not be like you just being able to copy people from there. It's not necessarily an asset. Like if that studio mm. needs somebody uh to join the the team like uh and then it's about just the amount of work then then okay you might get the job but like it's still uh being able to add something to the team will, mm-hmm. like will be like a huge as- uh, asset you know like some kind of like and it might be you know uh sometimes people have like the experience in something else and then they don't, don't think that that can be useful uh in 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 the in the field of concept art you know right uh like i i I didn't necessarily finish like the university Mm -hmm. i went to to school for uh production uh engineering like i don't even know how it's like after that i could like work in a factory as a manager and then like supervise the production of, of stuff but right. along the way, I, I learned some some things that you know when I'm working on the the concept art, like I can you know go back and look at the the, the stuff from this perspective and then right. think about like even though I didn't learn that much there, but like I I'm aware of certain certain things because more kind life you know? skills, yeah. Uh, so if like somebody was like f- like. The, the most mind-blowing thing is like sometimes people might f- even finish like fashion school and they don't think that like actually that might be helpful in concept art, you know?
1: But <laughs> it is super helpful, like yeah. especially if you're go- well, if you're going to be a character designer, especially like that's, I mean, what better preparedness could you have than doing stuff like that? Yeah, so, and I mean, you know,
2: you know like, that that's the thing. Like I was talking with like some guys uh, mm-hmm. uh, from from big company, and then then they actually uh were um actually teaching at, at like fashion school and then the the main right. reason for them to do that was to actually find some potential talents for for the company in terms of concept art because like uh those people usually had this like kind of thing like that was like original comparing to what you could see uh on our station on like and then that that that's also another thing. It's like when you look at ArtStation and then the like pe- stuff that like people are posting. The, even what I have uh, on on my profile, like the job is not only about like making those like cool images, yep. but uh, a lot of the stuff that you are doing is just like f- quick sketches, uh, uh, and, and iterations, iterations, and and that kind of stuff. And then you know you have like different kind of. Faces, but like lots of companies don't actually want you to post that kind
1: of stuff of course. because it doesn't look that fancy yeah so the sexy uh, pictures yeah. yeah i mean it's i think it's also the thing that we've had where i mean it's a very common thing that's been very common obviously just through talks and, and people talking for many years on the concept art industry and how you know when you get your art book that isn't what you're going to be doing every day that's that's marketing illustration that's not something you're going to be doing with, with concept design um, yeah, some of the stuff I've seen people who have posted like proper concept design, it's rough, it's sketchy, it's, it's stuff even you wouldn't necessarily be proud to put on your art station because you feel like it, because there's no finished. it's, it's like yeah. sometimes a 15-minute sketch, a 20-minute sketch. So Yeah, but yeah, like,
2: that's, like, the, the crazy part is that like, sometimes you have like, okay, like, there is like a, uh, like a company that wants to like, publish a like, concept art book. But then Great. you want to give them concept art, and they 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 are like, uh, we don't want that. We want those illustrations because they look cool. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's it's difficult for people to try and get the the gist of what you know people will probably be looking at within production and what you be doing from a day to day. Um, even environment stuff. I've seen people who have drawn. You know, uh, 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 recently in a project I'm doing right now, where I'm building out a scene, I basically blocked it out in 3D, and then a really rudimental sketch. In photoshop and i thought it looked like absolute dog shit <laughs> but the guy i was working with was like honestly you wouldn't you wouldn't believe the many people who have handed me stuff like that just to get an idea of like layout in a room or like set dressing like it doesn't have to be pretty as long as it can convey yeah. the idea that's the main thing right that's the, the main thing that yeah. we're looking for
2: or like sometimes like the, the job of concept artists like you know you're just doing like overpaints of the 3D asset that like somebody's working on, and then something mm-hmm. and, like doesn't feel right, and you need to like do some kind of like propositions, like what to change so it would look like on the concept, you know?
1: Yeah. No, I've, I saw that recently even uh, on a, a documentary when they were making Halo Five, and Sparth Nicholas Bouvier, was 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 doing things where they got some gun designs back, and he was like, yeah, they're not looking good at all. So he just basically took them in into- photoshop and just like painted over them for two seconds and just made like the barrel longer or like the scope shorter or, or um yeah, but,
2: uh, th- th- and that, that actually reminded me of like one thing that i also wanted to mention that like you know you have like this production artist and, and so on but you, you you also have uh artists that i like maybe sometimes hired uh, by the studio like uh sometimes as a like for uh, for a contract or to you know do some concepts or images mm. that would inspire other people and you know like for example uh, cd project was like working with jakub Prebelpa a couple of times you know and then mm. he also worked on cyberpunk like he was doing some concepts for the for the gangs that right. were not necessarily something that you could take and then do models uh for, for the like realistic game but right. you know that was some kind of like starting point where we could take that and also work on the actual like production ready uh, asset, ask, yeah. like not not no. okay, like from from that moment from uh, the the inspirational concepts to mm-hmm. the production uh, concepts and assets, that was like a long way, but like it was already some sort of like material that like we could take and then work on, or like maybe look at it and then say okay, maybe that that's not necessarily something that we want to pursue mm-hmm. uh but like you know and in in this case you know you you will be mostly for example hired for what you are doing you know like so mm-hmm. in production sometimes you will be uh it will be necessary for you to uh, to be able to work in different styles and adapt to what mm-hmm. what's done uh in the studio but uh there is also like a space for people that they have like, their own style and then people are coming to them for what they are doing uh yes maybe harder uh Mm -hmm. to actually get to that point to to be uh like to feel comfortable enough to get the like flow of like you know work Mm -hmm. Uh, because it will be definitely also harder to find a spot in the studio that would be uh only about you know your style like or like you know uh, or would be able to utilize like some kind of like specific style uh, but you know I, I i would say that that's topic by itself like what kind of
1: uh, space how like, to get noticed you know, by studios and how to have your own you unique know, style like, and voice and
2: if, yeah. even even inside of studios like you would have like people that are maybe not necessarily the most imaginative but they can uh, like you know do something very accurately and then they like can and do stuff that will be you know very readable but Mm. and then then you have like people that that can do some crazy ideas but they are like not necessarily good with like making details or like right you know like you have like all sorts of people sometimes and the the team and what's like what's the outcome of the 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 stuff that's done it's made like usually like this you know everybody have like a some sort of like different skills yeah and then you know uh, it's applied to
1: to the final product, yeah, yeah, it's funny actually i was I was just going just as we're kind of wrapping this up, but i was I was visiting today with my partner. We were in an old style country estate and I was looking at some of the huge paintings they had that were like you know twenty feet long, and uh we found out from the girl who was talking about them that one of the paintings in particular um what the, the artist at the time didn't actually finish the whole painting. He only done certain pieces, and then even maybe sometimes maybe just do faces or like clothing, but he had students who would physically just do hands constantly yeah. on the painting because he found them really difficult and i was like that's hilarious because not only is that something that we all struggle with today it's <laughs> doing fucking hands but um but also the fact that a whole team had to come together and to make one painting and uh i think like you said if you have a unique skill or something that you as a, an artist have and can do particularly well it will always find a place um although it might take longer um if you're not maybe as well rounded but um yeah i think having an individual voice is always important when it comes to being creative. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, right. Well, I've took up a fair time, Marek. I'm not going to keep you all night. I'm sure you've got plenty to do. Um, but thank you, uh, Chinkuya, for coming on the the podcast no and and taking your time.
2: Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like, it was nice to talk to you.
1: Yeah, yeah man. Oh, well, it's always good to catch up. Hopefully, at one point, we'll get back to going to events and um, we can meet again in person because uh, yeah, it seems absolutely. weird the last couple of years. Yeah. It's it's been a long all right, time. I'm cool. gonna try. I'm gonna try and get to THU this year if I can. That's uh my mini goal. See, um, I'm
2: still thinking if I like if I want to go to that one or not. Uh we'll see.
1: I think you should definitely experience it at one point. It's definitely yeah. it's like it's and it's it's an experience to go. It really is a I, thing. You, I already yeah.
2: been to like THU like three times, but uh, I also <clears> heard that like it changed a lot since then because like I was on the second one and third one and fourth one. So
1: Right yeah they went to they went to Malta, but they've went back now to um troia so they're back in the back in portugal uh because i think they went to Malta and they just didn't feel it was the same so they went back to the the original um but i'm keen to go anyway because i do i just enjoy the atmosphere there i think people always it seems almost like a cult at times but like yeah. I, I, I just kind of love the whole you know crowd atmosphere crowd participation yeah, but- um and there's also playgrounds as well that's happening berlin's going to be at one point happening as well so there's a few things to I know, of course uh i think is, is promised land still happening do you guys still do it over uh, in poland is that
2: you know is, you know, it was uh, suspended for some different reasons than mm-hmm. uh, pandemic happened uh, i mm-hmm. don't know what's gonna be what's gonna happen with promised land uh, right because like that, that was technically organized uh by cd project like uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, I was working on the event I was organizing it with other people mm-hmm. uh, with the team of people like that uh, mm-hmm. everybody was almost like almost everybody was from CD Project you know like the, right. it was, uh, was sponsored by CD Project uh, mm-hmm. with like City of Wooch right uh, and, and so on so like uh, I hope it will come back yeah uh, maybe, like probably I will not be part of the uh, organizing stuff organizing, yeah. but still like, it'd be I would, good because yeah. If, if yeah because uh,
1: europe doesn't have a lot of events like you know there's only so many that you know are scattered throughout well, the year
2: but well, actually you know there was a moment where there was actually way like way more comparing to the distance that you need to go through like like mm-hmm. people from us was like i was talking with some people from us and they're like okay we have some like game events and then so on but like mm-hmm. not that many like art festivals like oh yeah. like like I sp- our people like from Australia that like mm-hmm. they uh, we had like one guy that actually was coming to promised land from Australia like uh, mm-hmm. his family was from Poland so he was visiting his grandma but uh, right yeah uh, I, no because there's only as
1: well but there's like you guys THU you know IFCC used to be a thing I don't know if that's going to happen again um, IMAG and of course um, Playgrounds so I mean yeah because Industry workshops now has been dead for a long time so Oh, love that to come back as well they were always great events maybe there will so. be some
2: space for some new events you know? yeah uh, well, but, you know I know that like it's 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 a hard topic it, it's you know it's yeah. way more expensive to organise that kind of stuff that people will think 100% of. yeah
1: I think if you can get to it at one point in your life in the next couple of years try and get along to Lightbox in LA because it was a good event um, although it's more focused on I think the fans um, but then like it, it was a lot of good talks there that year and because it's America you're meeting a lot of different people as well so um, but Lightbox was fun and um, and yeah I've, I've been to all of them at this point and you know most of them so yeah but um, yeah, at one point I'm sure we'll get together and, and have a beer so yeah um, if you guys have I've kept to this point um, thanks for listening we really enjoyed your, your company also um, if you want to leave us a like or a little comment on YouTube we have the video version up there if you're listening on Spotify or Google Podcasts or iTunes um, make sure that you guys can also leave a comment and like and review there and uh, yeah we'll just uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode thanks for listening um, thanks to Marek for giving up his time, of course, and uh, thanks to you guys, and we'll see you later. So, bye, bye, guys. Bye.